0: Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire Uh, for you. Uh, So as you listen to the Word, just receive it, let it get down in your heart, bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Amen. Receive it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Got a little bit of a laugh out of you. Mm. Must be a good day. Amen. I would like to, uh, uh, for, for one more time, um, to talk about, uh, being spirit led, uh, and, uh, and, and you, and you may be thinking, uh, you know, do we, do we need to talk about this some more or, or why should we, uh, be talking about this, uh, and, uh, and I think those are, you know, those are good questions. You know, why are why are we, you know, spending time uh, on the leading of the uh, Holy Spirit, and why do we need one more Sunday uh, on the leading of the Holy Spirit? Um, so, so let's uh, answer that question. And the answer for that is um, is found uh, in Ephesians five, Ephesians five, uh, fifteen uh, through eighteen. Uh, we find we find a you know a powerful passage of scripture uh, hopefully now we've spent a, enough time in it where it starts to uh, to become uh, something that is hidden down inside uh, of our hearts uh, but but we get here a good a really good answer uh, on why uh, we need to be led by uh, the holy spirit and uh, and and let me just say you know I hope I hope that we're understanding that we can be led uh, by the holy spirit that this isn't something that is that is reserved you know for for myself or for joy or uh, or uh, or uh, or, uh, or or just the uh, you know you know the those that you would think are are you know called to uh, full-time ministry, you know, missionaries and pastors and all that kind of stuff. But but that this is for the people of God. This is for you know, the church that we, the people of God, are to be spirit-led, and that we need to be uh, spirit-led. So Ephesians five uh, verses fifteen uh, through eighteen here gives us gives us good. Um, well, really, all through this is so so good. But we'll stop um, and not go through the whole chapter, but. It says, be very careful then uh, how you live, uh, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So, so we see, again, that, we've, that we're to be careful, and not just careful, but very careful, uh, how we live, uh, and, and that in the way that we live, we're to, we're to make the most of every opportunity, and we're not to be not to be unwise or foolish, but we are to be, but we are to be wise. you know, so if we just if we just look at this and break this down a little bit, um, we we recognize that in the way that we're living, uh, we're to be we're to be careful and we're to be wise and and we're to be, you know, intentional. Uh, making the most of, of all the times, all the opportunities uh, that that God would give us, um, because the days are evil. So, so if you ask, you know, why do we need to be careful how we live, and and why do we need to be uh, living with wisdom, and 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 living, uh, making sure that we're recognizing and taking advantage of all the opportunities, and, and the reason is, is because the days are uh, evil. So, so hopefully, you know, we recognize uh, that. That the enemy is at work, that there is deception uh, that, is, that is abundant, uh, that the darkness uh, is, is thick, uh, that the days uh, are uh, evil, and, uh, and, that, and that it's not only the times that we live in that are evil, but the day that we are in today, that we are, we are faced in this day, and in the next and in the day after that, we are faced with storms. We're faced with opposition. And we're faced with temptation and 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 deception. And we're faced with an enemy who, who hates our God and wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and when we get when we when we start to really get a glimpse of, of, of what's going on and the and the opposition of the enemy and the and the thickness of the darkness and the I don't know how else to say it. The deceptiveness of the deception uh, when we when we get a sense of that we start to recognize that yeah, I need to be careful uh, how I live and I need to be living uh, with uh, wisdom uh, so so you know maybe it helps us to to totally grasp and understand this to uh, to to get maybe a, an understanding of what it means to to live how how do we how do we live you know how can how can we define uh, living and uh, you know just a simple three word definition of that it 's my everyday choices it 's what are the what are the choices that i 'm making every day you know how am i how am I choosing to speak uh, how am I choosing my thoughts uh, what are the what are the what are, how am I, am, am I careful with where I go or where I don't go? Am I, am, am I careful and wise with who I connect with and who I don't connect with? I, I, am I being careful uh, what I see and, and what I you know, listen to? You remember the old song, you know, be careful. It was a children's shirt song, so it said little. You know, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is. Looking down in love, so be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. You know, am I, am I being careful? What I watch, am I careful? What I listen to, am I, am I careful? Who I watch and who I listen to, am am I being careful and wise? In my everyday choices in how I live. Because every day I step into, there's evil there. The enemy's there. The darkness is there. The deception is there. To, 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 to run me off course and to steal, kill, and destroy my life. So, so we're going to be careful uh, here according to uh, Scripture. Uh, careful with our everyday choices. And we're not going to be unwise when it comes to our everyday choices, but we're going to be wise when it comes to our, to our everyday uh, choices. Uh, that's, that's kind of a rare thing, if I'm going to be honest, right? Uh, a lot of people are very carefree when it comes to their everyday choices. They, they think that not a lot matters, and they think that really they don't matter, and, and what they say or do or think or choose isn't really that big of a deal, but that's a, that's a contrary to Scripture idea. Because here scripture tells us that we're to be careful, we're to make the most of every opportunity, that we're to be living uh, with wisdom because the days are evil. And we don't, we don't want to give the devil an inch, we don't want to give him a foothold, we don't want to give him any ground at all because when he gets a little ground, he comes and he and he establishes a stronghold on that ground that from that stronghold, he can wage war to other ground so that he can conquer more and more and more of your ground, the ground that is you. So, so key to, to living in, in deep victory and freedom is to not ever give the devil a foothold, to not ever give him any ground, to be careful how we live, not as unwise is wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So now, Scripture goes on to give us a little bit more uh, help uh, in this as we move into verse 17. It says, there, therefore, uh, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So here again, we see this connection to wisdom uh, as, as the opposite of being foolish. We don't want to be foolish, we want to be living with wisdom. Uh, understanding what the Lord's will is—you know—one of the really good definitions for for wisdom. Uh, this is one that my dad taught me: uh, is is seeing life from God's point of view. It, it, it's kind of recognizing the will of God. Uh, the The fool doesn't care about uh, the will of God. Doesn't doesn't consult God, that doesn't necessarily believe maybe that there even is a plan or purpose that God has for them. But, but the wise understand that God has a plan, that God has a path, that God has a will for my life, and I want to understand what God's will is. God's, God, God has his providential will. right? It's the, it's the overall thing that God is going to do. And then he has his personal will for our lives. It's, it's his plan for us where we fit in his providential will and the overall plan of what he's up to and what he's doing. Isn't that awesome thought? That not only does God know what he's doing, but he knows what he wants me to do within that and how I fit in that. And, and we are so incredibly important to all that God is up to and all that God Is doing so we don't want to be we don't want to be foolish but we want to understand God's will we want to walk in the plans and purposes that God has for us we want to walk in the path that God has for our lives and maybe here is a good place to to say that that the the path of God for us is good that the plan that God has for us is good that God's will for our lives is is good my dad my dad also used to say to me this he said that that if i could if i could see everything that god sees then i would always choose god's will for my life cuz i would see how it always moves and works for my good but not only for my good, also for the good of others. That God's will for my life not only works for the good of Jason, but it works for the good of joy and for the good of my kids and for the good of each and every one of you and of everyone else. And not only that, but it works for, It works to the good of God's glory. That, that when I live in God's will for my life, it's not only good for me, it's good for others, and it's good for the glory of God. And at some point in time, As I've said before, as we grow and mature in Christ, the glory of God becomes all that matters. We live for God's glory and nothing else matters. And when we live for the good of the glory of God, we find out that it works for the good of us and the good of everyone else in our lives. God's plan and purpose is good. Maybe I should should, uh, read Psalm 25 here, um, a few verses just to give Scripture uh, to, uh, to the evidence of the goodness of God. Psalm 25, um, let's just start in verse 7. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you... Lord are good. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore He instructs sinners in His ways. God, God is good and he's upright and and, he's, and he is righteous. You know Psalm 11 uh, verse seven says the Lord, the Lord loves. The Lord is righteous. He loves justice. It's the upright who will see uh, His face. Uh, So because the Lord is loving and because He is good, He comes and He stands in the way of sinners and says, don't go that way. Let me instruct you in the way, in my way, in the way that you should go. You remember what Isaiah uh, 55 says, that that the Lord's uh, thoughts are not our thoughts. And, and, that, and that our ways are not His ways, that His thoughts are higher, and his, as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's thoughts and ways higher than our ways. So we've got our ways, and God has His ways, and God's ways are good because God is good, and so He comes and instructs us in His ways. He guides the humble in what is right, and teaches them His way. Now, So God has a way. He's got a plan. God's got a path. And He wants to lead us in it because it's good for us and He loves us. And it's good for His glory and God is about His glory. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of His covenant. All, all of God's ways are good all of God's ways are loving all of God's ways are faithful when when God comes and directs us in the way that we should go it's he's doing it out of his goodness he's doing it out of his out of his love right he's he's not trying to bind us or 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 enslave us or 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 uh, or or hinder us God When God disciplines, it's out of his love, right? All of us parents understand that. But when we discipline our children, we're doing it because we love them. And we recognize that their attitudes, that their behaviors, that the direction that they're going in is not going to be good for them. And so we get in their way, and we say, whoa, no, hold up. You can't go that direction. It's bad for you, right? That's uh, that's, That's one of the conflicts that, like, teenagers and parents have. Right, the reason they butt their heads is because teenagers think they know the way to go, and parents recognize they don't. And so they get in their way. And then all you teenagers out there, if your parents are in your way, it's because they love you. They're standing in your way because they've, they've been 15 and you haven't. It's a revelation, isn't it? Like like, Elizabeth 16, I've been 16. She's not been 44. I've lived a little. I know a little bit more. So, so I get in her way if I have to because I'm working for her good. This is what God does. God says, this, this, it's not the only way you can go. There's another way. God has a plan. God has a path. It's His, it's his, it's his good, loving path for us to choose. For, for the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity though it is great who then are those who fear the lord he will instruct them in the ways they should choose see 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 we see that there's there are ways that we can choose there are paths that we can go down and then there's the way that we should choose and god wants to instruct us he wants to lead us in the way that we should choose so that we don't go down the other ways because those other ways are destructive ways i, I say it you know all the time uh, it's it's proverbs 14 um, proverbs 14:12 uh, and, and proverbs 16:25 proverbs says this twice uh, that a uh, that there it is there is a way uh, that seems or appears right, but in the end it leads to death. Uh, so God, God recognizes that there are paths that we can go down and they seem right. And they look right and they appear right. And God knows they're not right for us. God knows they're not good. God knows they lead to destruction or they lead uh, to death. So He gets in our way and, and helps us and wants to lead us down the paths that are good on the path that, that He has chosen that we should choose for ourselves. Uh, so, so, so we recognize because there are all these ways and all these paths that, that lead to bad places, that lead to destruction, that lead to death. This is, the, this is the days are evil comment right there. You know, the days are evil and deceptive and in every day there's deception to run down different paths. Paths, that are not going to be good for us that are going to lead to our destruction so so because we recognize that not not only that not not only not only in everyday are there paths that we can run down that that lead to our destruction but we need to also recognize that when we run down destructive paths we drag others along with us so that it's not only So, so that when I choose the good will of God for my life, not only does it work for my good and the good of others and the good of the glory of God, but when I choose bad paths for my life, it works the same way. Not only bad for me, it's not only bad for me, it's bad for others as well. It works for their harm as well. I have influence. Wisdom recognizes I'm connected, and others are affected by the way that I live the choices that I make. I, if I run down bad paths, I drag others down with me. And it's also bad for the glory of God. So, so, we, want, so we want, because we want the will of God. We don't want to be foolish, we want to be wise. And we want to be careful how we live our everyday choices because there's so many deceptive paths out there that can, that can lead to my harm and the harm of others and can harm the name and the glory of God. Uh, so, so if we go back to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, now, now having said all that, it seems to make sense to me, uh, this, this next verse, Ephesians chapter 5 take a coffee break uh, therefore do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is that that now makes so much sense because i want to i want to be walking on the path that god has for me so so then you know after all this we get this instruction here in verse 18 that says don't get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit. You see, you know, as, as we're reading through all of this, you, you know, hopefully the thought stirs within you of, of man, the days are evil, and the darkness is thick, and the deception is deceptive, and and my heart is deceptive and the storms of life are are rumbling and, and raging, and the, and the world is shouting and, and loud, and there's so much trying to get me off track and lead me down the wrong path. You, you, you know what? I really need some help. Hopefully that stirs within us that, man, this is a little bit bigger than I am. It's a little bit more than I am. I really need uh, some help. Uh, so, so then we get it. Don't don't turn to the, to the world and the things of the world for help. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. God, God here saying, be filled with the Spirit saying, saying I, I want to give some help. I want to lead. I, I know this is more than you are. I know this is bigger than you are. So, so here I am to help you and, and to lead you so we so we recognize that we have we don't have to depend on ourselves we have the help of the holy spirit in our lives so so if we will if we will take the holy scriptures as our compass and and make the holy spirit our guide Even though the days are evil and the deception is deceptive and the darkness is thick and there's confusion all around, if we have the Holy Scriptures as our compass and we have the Holy Spirit as our guide, we will be able to navigate through the evil days. We will be able to make it through the darkness because because the holy scriptures are a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path we'll be able to navigate the uh, the unknown future because it's not unknown to the holy spirit the holy spirit will lead us the holy scriptures will guide us it's foolish though it's foolish though to think that i don't need the holy spirit or the holy scriptures that I can that I can make it on my own that I can do this on my own. One of the, one of the things that wisdom recognizes is is that I can't do this on my own, and that I need some help. That that's a wise wisdom isn't wisdom isn't that that oh I'm wise, I, I can I can totally handle this, you know I've I've, I've I've got all that I need. You you have no idea how witty and and clever and quick uh, on my feet uh, that I am. You know, I've 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 got what I can make the choices. I can make uh, the decisions. I'm going to follow my gut. It's never led me wrong. I actually I preached one Sunday, um, uh, not here, somewhere else, uh, about not following your heart, but being spirit led years ago. Uh, So here I am preaching it again. and, and somebody came up to me after service, and they said, hey, Pastor, I don't, I don't really like that. You know? He said, I've, I've, been, I've been following my gut my whole life, and it's never led me wrong. And um, I was like, okay. You don't have to like it. I'm just preaching. Really, I mean, that's not even my opinion. That's just Scripture uh, right there. Uh, but, but wisdom recognizes that, that I can't make this on my own. I need some help. That's wise right there. I need the Holy Scriptures. I need the Holy Spirit to lead. I need the Holy Spirit to guide me. Uh, And I I need the Word of God as a compass and the Holy Spirit as a guide. So recognizing that we need this, recognizing that we need some help, what can we do to make ourselves uh, more, more available to the leading of the Holy Spirit. More in tune uh, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, what are what are things that we can do in our lives? This is what we've been been looking at. Uh, you see how getting drunk uh, helps us to say yes to the flesh and the sinful nature, which we don't want to do. Um, being being filled with the Spirit, uh, we want to we want things in our lives that help us to be more in tune with. Uh, the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to. We've shared some. I wanted to. I wanted to sh- uh, share two more with you. They're kind of. They're kind of uh, uh, connected, and and we kind of hit on them uh, before. But I just really wanted to highlight these uh, because they're challenging for us as Americans. Uh, so so we'll highlight them. We'll we'll look at them, and then we'll and then we'll see some application uh, for them. Um, so so to help us uh, to to take. The Holy Scriptures as a guide, and to help us to 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 be led by the Holy Spirit to every day. I I, I just want to every day be more and more led by the Spirit. Um, here's and I'm and I'm, you know, sometimes I'm really I really practice what I preach, uh, and and other times I'm preaching to my own self. Um, so this is kind of. I don't necessarily get this right, um, but I'm preaching to myself and, and I want to work and do better because I want to be uh, more and more uh, Spirit-led. So, so I'm right in here with you uh, on this one. Um, one of the things that we need to do, and this is challenging for us, it's easy to say it, it's challenging to do it, uh, is, is that we need to slow down. Somehow or another, we need to slow down. Um, we see this in the in the passage of scripture that we've been looking we've been uh, we've been looking into in Acts chapter ten uh, the Peter of the 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 Peter of I was going to say the Peter of story the the story of of Peter uh, as uh, Cornelius comes to him directed by the Lord uh, we find Peter uh, in Acts chapter ten uh, and he's and he's uh, staying at Simon's house uh, by the sea. And in Acts chapter 10, um, 10 verse verse nine uh, is is kind of an interesting thing that here that is said about Peter. Here it says about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city. This is the uh, this is the the, uh, the the house of Cornelius coming to get Peter. As they're on their way and approaching the city, we find Peter. Peter went up on the roof to pray. You know, so, so Peter's Peter's by the sea, which automatically seems like a, a slower pace, doesn't it? He's, he's by the sea, and there by the sea, uh, at noon, Peter is going up on the roof to pray. So he's, he's, he's got a slow enough pace in his day that he can slip away to pray. You see, we find this in Jesus as well. And one of the things that that really catches your attention in the life of Jesus is, is, you know, when he starts his ministry, he's 30 years old. And, and when he goes to the cross, he's 33. So he's got about three years to change all of time forever. And even though he's only got three years to do this, Jesus often slips away to pray. He's got a slow enough pace that he still has time to go to some place and pray and seek God. And one of the, one of the reasons that we, have str- that we struggle praying, which is so important to, to being led by the Holy Spirit, is our pace, is because we're just too busy. I can say that with confidence because that's one of my struggles. One of my struggles with, now, now I'm really good at, at praying uh, walking and praying in relationship with the Lord, you know, talking to the Lord throughout my day, praying as I'm driving and and working and I'm pretty good at that, I would say but but this of slipping away somewhere to a rooftop and praying and seeking God, I struggle with that still and and the reason why is because of my pace. It's because I'm busy doing other, things because i'm i 'm running like crazy right because that 's how we do it in the u s we run 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 run, 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 and sometimes I think we 're running so fast that we don 't have time to to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit, or when the Holy Spirit does lead, we say no because we just don 't have time for that. One of the reasons that we struggle with with the Word of the Lord, with taking this as a compass, is because we're busy and we don't have time for Scripture. We don't have time to get into this and read it and hide it down in our hearts. When in reality, we, we do have the time. We just fill it with something else. Right? We, we've got all the time we've got. We've got 24 hours in a day. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes you know, we'll say to God, you know, couldn't he have given us 25? Couldn't we have had 26, 27? Doesn't that seem like that would have helped, Lord? But God knows better than we do. So he's given us the time that we have. We have the time that we have. We've just gotta, we've just gotta make use of the time that God has given us. And if we wanna, if we wanna be better led by the Holy Spirit, I think we're gonna. I think we're going to be more easily led when we're slowed down a little bit. I know that's not a popular idea in our culture. Our culture is a, is a run, 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 busy, 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 go, 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 go uh, pace. Uh, but that's not the one that I see uh, in Scripture. We need to slow it down a little bit so that we have time to go up on the roof to pray. Now, second... second uh, part of this and, and these two are, are really co- are really connected is not only do we need to uh, slow down, but we need some quiet. Is't that nice? Just a little peace and quiet so we can hear. there's so much noise all the time. We've turned into an earbud generation. Everywhere we go, there's something in our ear, and, I, and I'm not saying that's wrong. You know, it depends on if you're careful what you listen to, but we've we've either got it, you know, in our ears when we're driving, or or I even see people running, and they've got, you know, earbuds, or, or walking, or, or uh, you know, at least it's earbuds now. It used to be, like, you put a big box, like, up on your shoulder, you know, and Or and then we wore one on our side. It was like a, you know, or or we're watching something. We we need some quiet, and, and it's not just it's not just even just quiet there, but it's also quiet here, where where the anxiety goes, and the worry goes, and the fear goes, and there's a quietness so that I can hear the leading of. The Holy Spirit, that's, that's why he goes up to the roof to pray. It's because I'm sure the house was a little noisy. If there wasn't anyone up on the roof. He would just go up there and be by himself so he's slow enough to slip away someplace quiet so he can hear. And, and it's here in this quiet place That is is accomplished because of a slow pace that Peter is able to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit and and have his beliefs challenged. He has a vision here that challenges his beliefs. You can read it again. I'm not going to go back over it. That challenges what he believes to be true and changes what he believes to be true. It's in that slow pace and that quiet place where God is able to to pull out of Peter what is false. How many of you know we've, we've all got some faults in us, I'm sure. That's not good for us. There is particularly right now a lot of false doctrine that many people, even Christians, are embracing and believing. I wonder if we would slow down and get in a quiet place if the Holy Spirit could then come and say, "Ah, eh, that's not right. This, this that the Lord's going to deal with with Peter is hindering the purpose that God has for his life. So God's got to come in and move it out and deal with it, and it happens because he's slow enough and quiet enough for it to happen, for it to take place. Now now moving on to verse 17. We'll, we'll skip that. You can read it again. Meditate on it. Study it. Pray about it. Uh, slow down, get quiet enough so that you can. Um, you know, and, and right now you may be thinking, I don't even know how to slow down. And and you know, I'm kind of there myself, but we're gonna we're gonna deal with that in just a second. Verse 17, we see this, we see this this slowness and this quietness and how this helps. Well, Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision. So he's got time after this vision and, and enough quiet that he can wonder about it it's it's a great a great thought to actually have enough quiet and time that we could actually wonder about some things the the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate they called out asking if Simon who was known as Peter was staying there verse 19 while Peter was still thinking about the vision i love that verse right there because he's he's still wondering He's still thinking about the vision. I I wonder if we ever get quiet enough and slow enough to actually wonder and think about the things of God. Do we ever get quiet enough and slow enough to actually think about the will of God for our lives? To actually think about something that maybe God has said, or, or maybe God has, has spoken to us, or a, or a vision or a dream that He's given? Do we ever get slow enough and, and quiet enough to just sit and think about anything? Peter's slow enough quiet enough that he's able to wonder about this, that he's able to sit and think about this, that he's able to meditate on what the Lord has spoken to him, what the Lord has shown him. And then, in his quietness, in his slowness, he is again, because he's, he's slow enough and quiet enough, he's again able to hear the Spirit. The Spirit speaks again. The Spirit said to him, Simon, Three men are looking for you. So he's slow enough, quiet enough that the, that the Spirit continues to lead and Simon con- continues to hear and, and to follow. Peter, Simon Peter. So the Spirit's sp- still speaking. Uh, so uh, so uh, again, I, I just feel like I should say this maybe, that, that I know this is Peter that is being led by the Holy Spirit. But if you read the book of Acts and the Holy Scriptures, you find that it's not only Peter. It's others that are led by the Holy Spirit as well. And Paul makes a specific point in Romans 15 to tell us that the Scriptures that are written down are there for us to encourage us and to give us hope and to remind us that these things are spoken for us, that if, that if they're led by the Spirit, that we can be led by the Spirit as well. So the Holy Spirit speaks and says, so, so get up and go downstairs and do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. The Holy Spirit clearly leading. Now Peter clearly knows what to do. When they show up and, and say, hey, you know we've come here and, and we're going to and we want to take you. Peter clearly knows what to do and is easily led by the Holy Spirit, and, and, and largely uh, for several things that we've talked about, but because he was, he was slow enough to go to a quiet place and pray and seek the Lord. And there the Holy Spirit met with him and dealt with him and led him on the path that God had uh, for him which led to the salvation of Cornelius's family and and them being filled with the holy spirit and a barrier in the church being broken down of of the gospel going to the gentiles there was still this this false idea that it was for the Jews the Israelite people but God wanted Wanted, had Because of Christ, the door was open for all who would come. We live in the day where everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God had to move and lead and use Peter to do it, to open that door and break down that barrier so that the gospel could go to the nations, to every tribe and tongue and language. And, and, and you know, if you read the book of Revelation, uh, at the end... Uh, we're all going to be together and and it's not going to be it's not going to be white people uh, and and it's not just going to be black people and it's not going to be red people or, or just Hispanic people or or oriental people or russian people or australian people it's people from every tribe and nation and language and tongue because the door is open for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord to be saved from every corner, from every race, male and female, rich and poor. Jesus is Savior of all. All we have to do is call out to Him. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why He's patient patient and, uh, and, and allowing the gospel to be proclaimed until the last has heard, because it's for all. And, and, and the leading of the Spirit uh, through Peter helped to make this take place, to make this uh, a, a reality. So, so, so we find Peter slow and, and quiet. And, and there's this interesting thing that, that takes place uh, back a few chapters in Acts chapter 6, That, uh, that I think gives us some, some direction uh, and also some application, some help uh, into, into how, how we can slow down and, uh, and have some quiet uh, in our lives and not just turning off the noise, but, but the quiet peace of God uh, in our hearts uh, so that we can hear the leading of the Holy Spirit um, Acts chapter six, uh, verse verse one, we see kind of the kind of the first conflict uh, that takes place. Um, Acts chapter six one through seven, there is this uh, conflict that that takes place uh, in the church, uh, and the uh, the wisdom of of the uh, early church leaders to solve uh, this. This conflict um, really, I think, comes and helps us uh, to to maybe help us to slow down a little bit and to and to quiet down a little bit as well, so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit. In those days, uh, when the number of disciples was increasing, the church is growing. Uh, the the Hellenistic or the uh, uh, or the uh, or the Grecian uh, Jews. Uh, among them, uh, complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distri- distribution of food. Uh, so there's so there's uh, some that are not some things in the, in the in the church that aren't getting done, ministries that aren't uh, being handled here. So this is brought uh, to the disciples, to the leaders of the church. Uh, verse two. Uh, so the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said. It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. So, so we find here the, the apostles are full of the Spirit and wisdom, and they're, and they're choosing leaders who are going to be full of the Spirit and full of wisdom as well. Uh, so we recognize here that uh, that uh, the importance of being uh, filled with the Spirit, Spirit-led, uh, and and full of the wisdom of God. Now, we will turn this responsibility uh, over to them. So they're going to select uh, some men uh, who are full of the Spirit, full of wisdom, to handle this responsibility so that they don't neglect the ministry of the Word of God that is their responsibility. So, uh, so here we, uh, I think we get a, a help in slowing down a little bit, and and it is it is that we can you know, we can uh, we can have responsibilities. We can we can burden ourselves down with too many responsibilities. We can try to you know spin too many plates, do uh, too uh, many things. Uh, so here uh, the the apostles. Uh, recognize that if, hey, if we try to do this, it means that we're going to we're going to have to neglect time in the Word, and we're going to have to neglect the ministry of the Word of God. Uh, so we've got to we've got to get some help uh, in this responsibility. Uh, this thing that, that is important and this thing that needs to be done, it doesn't need to be neglected. But we, if we try to do it, means we're going to have to neglect something in order to do it. They don't think, hey, I can handle both of these things. They recognize, I've only got so much time. I only got so much time. And there are things that I've got to do, and there are things that I'm called to do, gifted to do, and responsible for. And, and I've got to do those. And then there are things that I just can't do. I just don't have energy. I just don't have time. Uh, so what they do is they is they recognize their priorities and then they and then they get help with the other things that, that, uh, that are not things that they can add to to that list. So so if we're going to slow down and uh, and have time to be slow and and uh, if we're going to slow down and have time to be uh, quiet, one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to prioritize. We've got to what things are important, what things are are first. And and that's a little bit different for everybody. See, here it's a little bit different uh, for them because they're they're called to the ministry of preaching the word of God. Uh, so, but they recognize that this other ministry is incredibly important as well, and they don't want that to be neglected, but they recognize that that it can't be a priority for them. That they've got to get some help. So, so if we're gonna be able to slow down, I'm not saying this is easy. We've got to prioritize, for one thing, we've got to we've got to make sure that we've got things in order of priority. And then we also need some help. We can't do everything. We can't spin every plate. We can't meet everyone's need. We can't be everyone's hero. We can't can't accomplish everything that needs to be accomplished. We're not gifted to do everything. There are things that we're gifted to do that are easy for us. Like, honestly... Preaching every Sunday morning is not a burden to me. It's a delight. It's a joy. The work that I do to prepare is fun and a pleasure and refreshing to me. But there are other things that I'm not gifted to do that do become a burden and wear me out and and take up and, and would take up time in my life more so than other things because I'm just not good at them. And that's true for, I'm just using myself as an example, that's true for each and every one of us right? This is, why, this is why God has made us a body. And we're all gifted and called to minister and to help and to strengthen and to encourage and to work with one another in our different areas of giftings. And all of us working together, what many hands make, light work, and they make it fun all of us together are helping one another so that so that we're all not too burdened or busy to slip away to the rooftop and pray so so this happens before acts chapter 10 and so we see because because of the wisdom of of the apostles and the leaders to, to delegate ministry needs that are important to people that are that are qualified to handle them Everyone is able, even these guys who are, who are given this responsibility to have a slow enough pace to and, and a quiet enough life to where they can be led by the Holy Spirit. So we've got to prioritize and recognize that we need some help. This is why, this is why family is also so important, right, because, because it's, it's together that we're able to accomplish all the things that need to be accomplished and spin all the plates that need to be spun. Uh I'm so thankful for my wife. Cuz cuz I'd rather raise my 3 kids with her than without her. It's teamwork that makes the dream work, right? And 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 it's and it's and it's and it's because we have one another that we can that we can accomplish so many things, and we don't have to do all of them. We just do what is what is for us to do. What is we are gifted and prioritized in. I'm I'm also so so thankful for grandparents, aren't you? And and uncles and aunts, and and also friends, and uh, and also uh, daughters who are you know seven years older than her siblings, uh, that can mm, yes, hallelujah thankful for one another because without that we get too much on us to handle and that's one of our problems that's why we're at too much of a pace is we we got too much on us to handle and we all need to handle what we can handle and help and, and 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 when i'm handling what i'm handling and you're handling what you're handling we're helping each other out i'm helping you to hear from the holy spirit and you're helping me to hear from the Holy Spirit and to be led by the Holy Spirit. So the Lord give you wisdom in, in, in your priorities and, and, in, and, in, and in help so that you can prioritize and, uh, and, and make sure that your priorities get the time. And then, if, and then if lower priorities, if there's not time for them, then there's just not time for them. And then also that you have people in your life that can also help carry the burdens of life so that you can slow down and hear from the, from the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to read on through here and then we'll, and then we'll pray because I, I love how this all comes together and ends. And, and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry uh, of of the word. Uh, so so this is talking about the the ministry of preaching and teaching and proclaiming the the word of the Lord and um but but I think it does highlight for us two priorities that should be uh, in our lives and that would be prayer uh, and the word of God. Uh, I think if you'll prioritize pr- time alone on the roof with God uh, that uh, that that time given to prayer will will open up more time for you. And then, and then we also need to prioritize not only prayer, but we need to prioritize time in God's Word. And, and you can take them both together. You can go to pray with an open Bible. And I would encourage you to do that and spend time in the Word of God and time in prayer. Make these priorities in your life, and I'm, I'm a little bit preaching to the choir here, but there's people that will listen and and watch online who I'm not who are not in the choir. We need to also prioritize Sunday at church. We need to we need to make that time a priority in our lives. Coming together as the people. Of God, worshiping together, fellowshipping, encouraging, ministering together, serving together. So not one or two people are overloaded with ministry, but we're all carrying the weight of it. We're all serving together. Everyone connected. Everyone involved. This needs to be, I know, I know you know a lot of people give me flack for this and think I'm crazy. This needs to be a priority in your life, prioritize prayer, prioritize the word of God, and make Sunday morning a, a priority in your life. And I think what happens here when you do this, it's like the tithing principle, right? When you give God a tenth, God blesses the 90. And when, and when God's blessing the 90, it works better than if you have the 100 all to yourself without his blessing. I think that works with our time as well, the tithing principle, that when we prioritize and we give God first time and we make sure that that He's getting the first day of the week, Sunday, and that that He's getting prayer and word and that's priority and that the other things get bumped that that doesn't. When we give God that time, then I think we get God's blessing on the other ninety percent, and it just works out better for us. There's a there's a I haven't actually read the book, but I like the title. There's a, there's a book out there called um, called Too Busy Not to Pray. That that when we that when we give God first time prayer time, that we're too busy not to do that because because then God comes and blesses, and and moves and shifts and helps so that so that the things that need to get done they they get done. So, so we want to give God priority in our lives. Make Him first. Verse 5 says, This, this proposal pleased the whole group and they chose Stephen, and we know him, he's the first martyr, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that how you'd like to be described? Uh, full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. By the way, the highest level of wisdom is, is with all my heart, faith and trust and hope in God. They they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Uh, also also Philip. You remember uh, God, the the Holy Spirit led Philip to the Ethiopian and led the Ethiopian to the Lord and then he went home and who knows the countless uh, lives that have been changed and transformed by that uh, salvation. Uh, uh, Prochorus, uh, Nicanor, uh, Timon, uh, Parmenius, and Nicholas uh, from Antioch a convert to Judaism. These are the, the seven that were chosen uh, Full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom to, to handle this ministry. Uh, they presented these men to the apostles uh, who prayed and laid their hands on them. Uh, so the word of God... Uh, so, so here's what happens, verse 7, after all this. So there's conflict in the church. Uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit comes and leads the apostles how to resolve this conflict. They do, and this is what takes place. So the word of God spread... Hallelujah. And the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. I like that word, don't you? Rapidly. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Even these priests, a large number of them, become obedient to the faith Now, because of the wisdom that God gave the first church to a to handle this issue and to prioritize and to uh, and to disperse responsibilities so that everyone is carrying the load this is how the church works this is how the family works uh, so that none of us are are too burdened uh, so that we can't hear the leading of the holy spirit when we can when we can slow down it seems like seems like worry and anxiety also disperse and and we have time to get alone with God and and we're quiet enough to hear from him and the holy spirit can lead us and we have this church led by the holy spirit that navigates incredibly difficult times to proclaim the gospel of Jesus name all around the world so that we are here today, enjoying the wonderful blessings of being the people of God. And if that church in Acts needed to be Spirit-led, we need to be Spirit-led. When we're all as individual Christians led by the Spirit, then as a church, we are led by the Spirit. And being led by the Spirit, we will navigate the difficult times that are ahead of us and that we are in and we will stay on the path of life that God has for us. And that is good for us, good for our connections, and good for the glory of God. And that is what we want. Let's pray together. Lord, help us to be a wise people. One of the things that that wisdom quickly recognizes is that I am not enough and I need some help and we're so thankful uh, Holy Spirit that you are here to help us and we pray that we would be a quiet people that we would be uh, a wise people that we would be your people and and would be slow enough and quiet enough to, to be moved by you and led by you and have, and have time for your sidetracks every now and then. And we'd also be quiet enough to always hear from you. Because yeah, we know that, that we can't navigate this on our own. That, that we will miserably fail. But we're thankful we don't have to. You have given us the gift of your holy scriptures and the gift of yourself, the Holy Spirit. Fill us, uh, help us, lead us. Uh, we surrender our lives to your leading. Uh, with, our, with our eyes closed and our, our heads bowed, if you would just you know, say yes to that, that you surrender yourself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Would you just say that by raising your hand? Amen. Amen. Hands up. Yes. Praise the Lord. Lord, I thank you for these hands up. My hands are up uh, with them. We just surrender ourselves, Holy Spirit, to your leading. You know, we say, come and and lead us, uh, guide us, give us the wisdom to hear you uh, and to and to see your move and give us the courage to follow. And uh, and we know that that when we do, uh, Lord, that you will be exalted and glorified, and this is the desire of our hearts. In Jesus, mighty name, I pray, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just you know, as as the Holy Spirit moves right now and and leads right now, this morning, if you have if you have not trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you just feel the Spirit moving on you right now, and you want to open your heart, And give your life to him. I just ask you to raise your hand. I just want to pray with you. Amen. I see your hands. Yes. Yes, I see your hands. Let's pray together. And just everyone repeat after me. And if you're watching online or listening, just just repeat after me. And let's just pray together from our hearts and make Jesus the Lord of our lives. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are salvation that You are life, that You are truth, that only You are. Jesus, I receive Your forgiveness and Your salvation. And I open my heart and ask You to come in and be Lord of my life. Be my forever passion. Lead me every day. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand.